Blessings to you and welcome to Walk in the Word. I'm your host, Robin Boone. Walk in the Word is a podcast where we are learning to live according to the Word of God. God's Word is powerful. It is quick. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm going to read from Hebrews 4, 12, and then we're going to take a, a quick break, and then we're going to get into our episode. Hebrews 4.12 from the Amplified Version. God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We cannot get away from it no matter what. Woo, I tell you. All right, hang on. I'll be back in just a moment. All right, let's get started. I hope you are ready today to dive into this episode. Today we are talking about outer appearances. So let me start out with a little story. And the story goes like this. I was out driving one day recently and I passed this church. Um, I've seen it, you know, I passed it many times because it's not far from, from where I live. So um, I notice every time I pass that there aren't, there are never any cars outside. And of course, it's they're probably obviously not having services or any kind of Bible studies or whatever, you know, at the times I pass by. But this particular time, there were cars, the parking lot was packed. But one of the things about this church um, is that it's pretty shabby on the outside. There are, there's like a board in the wind, a board in one of the windows. The curtains from the outside look not so cool. The, it's mostly a parking lot outside of the church, but where there is greenery, it's like tall weeds. And it's pretty unkempt and uninviting, like, just from the outside, it's un- uninviting. So, so I've had my thoughts about it, and you know, and this day, the Lord checked me on those thoughts, and because I mean, we do, we do, we're human. We have secret thoughts, and sometimes we don't. Um, sometimes we don't catch what we're thinking about. In other words, we don't think about what we're thinking about. And so we don't catch it. And we kind of think it's a normal thing to think that such and such is this or such and such is that, and to have some negative thoughts behind it. So, but it's really not good, you know? And so this particular day I drove by and all, I mean, the parking lot was packed and I was like, oh, people actually go there. And that was not a good thought. So, you know, and I have to confess, it was, wasn't a good thing to think. 
because anyway, I'll keep moving. <laughs> so, you know, I thought that I drove by and I saw the cars. I was like, wow. Okay. And still the window was, cause I, you know, I, first thing I saw was, was the cars. And then, you know, I looked back up, looked up and, you know, saw the boarded window and thought it would have been fixed or whatever. And it looked the same shabby external appearance. So immediately, immediately, y'all, the Holy Ghost checked me. The Holy Spirit was like, no. Mm -mm. And reminded, he reminded me that while the outside looked really shabby, uninviting, unkempt, you know, not, not a well-kept building on the outside. The Lord reminded me. And the reminder came because of all the people, all the cars that were outside. The Lord reminded me that whatever was going on on the inside was more important to them than the outer appearance. So... When we look at people, let's say let's say we're looking at uh, Christians, people who really have uh, accepted Christ. Say we're in the church. Let me let me bring this into the church, okay? Let me just bring this on in. We're in the church, and and, and there's a new believer, or even an older believer, someone who's been saved longer, and they have been struggling with certain things um, and they don't look like they're changing. They don't look like the glory of the Lord is upon them. They don't look anointed, so to speak. They don't look like a Christian. They look, they still look like where God brought them out of. They still look like that. They still look rough, raggedy, unkempt, uninviting they still look they still talk like that they still behave like that who are we who am i to look sorry hold on just a moment i've just had another thought who am i to look at that person that precious soul and say and they just out there. God ain't, they, they needs, mm-mm, they looking rough. Who am I to think that that person is a mess? They are a mess. They just a mess. They ain't, they ain't even serious about this thing. Who, how can we do that? How can we do that? without any conviction? How can we say that about a brother or sister without any conviction? By just looking on the outside. Listen, there was a time you would look on the outside of me and you wouldn't know that God was working on the inside. So while we're looking at that believer, that new believer or that believer who has been walking with God for a little while, 
or been in the church for a little while and they're still struggling with some things, you know, we look at them and we just say they're a mess. What What is God going to do with them? But we have to know that they keep showing up. They keep showing up. And we don't know what God is doing with them on the inside. We don't know what cries of the heart are going on between them and God. We don't know. We assume because on the outside, we assume that there's no relationship with God. But does relationship with God only mean we look glorious all the time? We look like we got it all together? Or does relationship with God or does relationship with God mean that he is working with us whether we look the part the part or not? Relationship with God begins and an intimate, a personal relationship with Christ begins the moment someone accepts him as their Lord and Savior, allows him to be Lord of their life. That does not mean that all of the mess is going to drop off of us or drop off of them at that moment. Think about you. Think about me. Think about the process. It was years before God finally broke through to me and it wasn't his fault, it was my fault. It was year, I'm talking years before I got to the place where I totally surrendered everything. It was years. It was years of crying out to God and falling and getting up and falling, staying down, staying down and staying down and get and then getting back up. It was years of crying out to God, not looking the part but crying out to God for help, for deliverance, for freedom. Years, y'all. And I know many of us have this, many of us have that testimony where it took years and it looked like we weren't getting anywhere. But God, and but for our relationship with God, He saw fit to deliver us at the appointed time. So when we look at someone else from the outside, doesn't look like there's a change, doesn't look like there's been deliverance, doesn't look like there's been breakthrough. We are not the ones to say nothing is going on on the inside because God is more concerned about the heart of a person than he is about the outer appearance. And we see that. We see that in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. This is when God sends Samuel. This is when the, the people, God's people, became dissatisfied and discontent with just being led by God. And I say just being led because that was their attitude. But they were being discontent and they wanted to be like the nations around them and have a king. They wanted to have a king. They wanted, God wasn't enough for them. They wanted a flesh and blood ruler, a king. 
And so God said, all right, okay. He warned him. He told the people through Samuel what the king was going to do, all the kind of things he would do that weren't great, the kind of rules and restrictions the king would have over the people, that he would take their sons as servants and all these other things. And so God says, okay, Samuel, they still wanted a king after all that, that the Lord told them through Samuel, all the warnings. They said, no, we want a king. That's what we want. Wah, 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 wah. Whiny, whiny, whiny. Me, me, me. We want a king. We want a king. We want a king. We want a king. <laughs> that is not funny, but that's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. When we want something, we want it and we whine about it until God says, all right, listen, I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. But that's what you want. And you're not yielding to me. So, hey, have at it. So that's what he did. And so he sent Samuel to to, to this particular home because the king would be in that home. And the king that they first selected was Saul. And that did not work out because Saul was... While he listened, Saul looked good. He was the tallest man around. He must have been fine. You know, he was, he was, he was all that in a bag of chips, salsa and everything else. But he messed up. His heart wasn't in the right place. So here we have Samuel. He's got to go back. Choose a king. And 1 Samuel 16, 7, this is where we find ourselves. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outer appearance, but God, God looks on the heart. So what Samuel had done, he had gone to... Um, Hold on just a moment. He had gone to the house of Jesse. The Lord sent him there. And he was looking at one of Jesse's sons, Eliab. And he was like, certainly this one is the anointed one. He looks the part. He looks like he's a king. But God tells Samuel, don't look at that. Because we are, look, we already know it didn't work with Saul. They looked at the outer appearance. But God said, no, I'm more concerned about the heart. If there's going to be another king, it's got to be the one with the right heart. Now, of course, God already knew it was going to be David. But God was teaching Samuel and us, it's not about the outside. It's all about the heart. All right, so 1 Samuel 16, 7. And then Matthew 20, 20, uh, Matthew 23, 28. Jesus is dealing with the Pharisees. He's dealing with religious hypocrites. And he says to them, Woe, I'm sorry, uh, Matthew 23, 25, Woe to you, 
scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup so that the outside of it may also become clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of the bones of the dead and every kind of impurity. In the same way, on the outside, you seem righteous to people, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And he goes on to call out the hypocrisy of the Pharisees because they are more concerned about the outside and their hearts are just as wicked. So listen, listen, God wants to work on the inside of us, our hearts, and we have to let him. And we can't assume that just because somebody doesn't look the Christian part, that he is not working with them, that he is not um, breaking up stuff on the inside. I think about how when you're riding down the road and there's road construction, there's work and everything is all jacked up. I mean, the street, the parts of the street are the the concrete laying all out, out there and they've got cones up and it's a mess. The streets are a mess. But all, and that's because they got to get on the inside and work what's on the underside of the concrete or on the underside of the pavement or on the underside of the highway because that's where it starts. We see when they patch up stuff and how how long that lasts, right? Drive around Baltimore for a minute <laughs> or wherever, you know, there's an inner city. They just patch it up and patch it up here and there. Well, you know, come on now. And we get frustrated because it causes backups and, you know, accidents and things like that. It looks terrible, ugly. But my Lord, when the construction is finished, when they finish the road, when they lay the new uh, pavement and lay the new concrete, it's beautiful. The road is so smooth. It's beautiful on the outside because the work has been done underneath the surface. So again, we don't know what someone is crying out to the Lord for. We don't know the agony and the grief that our fellow brothers and sisters go through because they want to serve God. They want to live for God. But there are things that have them bound and they know it. And so instead of us looking on the outside, and criticizing and passing judgment. Now, we may never say a word, y'all. I want you to hear. We may never say a word, but what are the thoughts that you are thinking about when you look at someone? What are those thoughts, those secret musings, those secret thoughts? What are they? Are you allowing God to check you Are you pushing that off as, I have the right to think what I want? No, we don't. No, we don't. Because what happens with our thoughts? They come out in our actions and then people see it on our faces. They see that, "Mm, 
I don't know what that's all about. They see it. God knows our thoughts before we think them. So why not surrender them to the Lord and bring in the righteous thoughts? Because in that way, we can begin to pray. When we see someone struggling, they don't look the part and they don't look cleaned up. They don't look like God is working with them, but he is. We pray for them. We got to pray them through. We got to pray them through. That's how I broke through. Somebody was praying for me somewhere. I might have looked okay, but on the inside, I was a mess. I was torn up, but somebody was praying for me. And that's what brought God to my rescue. I was praying for him. I was crying out to God for change, even though I didn't see it, even though I wasn't experiencing it. And on the outside, at times, I, I probably did put on a good face. But on the inside, no, it was a mess. So listen, we want God to break through their struggles. We want him to break through their darknesses. And when he does, when he does, we will begin to see the change on the outside because the heart will have been changed. And it'll be a true glorious, um, it'll be a true beauty that's reflected on the outside. But first, he's got to continue to work on the inside and we cannot throw anybody under the bus. Not one sister or brother not even the one who isn't saved yet. Because we don't know what God is doing in their hearts. As long as a seed is being planted and people are coming to water that seed, what does God say? He's the one who gives the increase. He knows the heart. And then he talks about knowing no man, knowing no one after the flesh. And that says to me that though we look at the flesh, though we see a human being, we've got to, to ascend into the spirit of God and look at them the way he sees them. Know them the way he knows them. Love them the way he loves them. Now, that is not meaning we, we don't offer tough love sometimes. And that does not mean we don't stand for righteousness. Oh, no. We stand for righteousness. We stand for holiness. We don't back down off of God's word. But we speak the truth in love. It was, I've given this testimony to other people before. It was, while I was out there in the world, it was the love of one sister. One sister. Whenever she saw me, whenever I did decide to show up to church, it was her love always hugging me, always loving on me, no matter how far I had been gone, no far, no matter how far I was out there, no matter how long I was gone, every time 
There was always this embrace that I could feel the love of God. Years ago, years ago, I could always feel the love of God. Her name was Barbara. And I'm actually, I don't think I've ever told her. But when I see her again, and I haven't seen her in years because we live in different places. And when I go back to visit that church, she's, uh, I don't know if she's there anymore. I think they've moved on. She married a, a minister. And I don't know if he's pastoring a church. But whatever the case, that love, God used that to break some things. It still was a while before I, you know, but still, I'll never forget that. So, we're not looking at the outer appearance, all right? Because God doesn't look at it. And we're trusting that God will eventually break through and shine through that individual. I want God to bless you all. I want God to um, just, through his word, continue to change us and transform us as we renew our minds, continue to give us understanding and wisdom and direction and guidance. God bless you. Father, I thank you for this time. And I pray your multitude of blessings upon the listeners. Strengthen us according to your word. Encourage us and make us bold soldiers, Father in this lost and dying world. Help us to share your love, your truth, your word. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.